0: One semester of law school, one semester of criminal justice, two,
1: two experts. experts. I'm Kristen Caruso. I'm Brandi Egan. Let's, Let's go, go to court. court. On this episode, I'll talk about Olestra. <gasps>
0: Anal leakage? Shh, if people don't know. <laughs> oh, and I'll be talking about a brutal attack on a young lawyer. Anal leakage? <laughs> How dare
1: you? <laughs> All right, team, we've got exciting news. Right now, as you are listening to this, you have an amazing opportunity Ooh. to join Beachbody today. Oh, no, gosh. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, you can head over to our Patreon. It's Patreon.com/slash/lgtcpodcast, and we want you to vote on our next episode topic. Yes, here are your options: divorces or custody battles. Which ones? Which
0: one? <laughs> you know, you can only, you can only choose, only choose one. one. I'm sorry. <laughs> if you voted for both of them, it would really be pointless. To vote, all you have to do is be a
1: district court judge, and that's just $2 a month. That's right. If you want to hear bonus episodes and all that jazz and join the Discord, that's $5 a month. If you want to just shoot for the moon, that's $7 a month. You can become a Supreme Court judge. Supreme Court! Supreme Court! And that, as you know, comes with a sticker, it comes with bragging rights, it comes with an induction on this
0: very podcast. That's correct.
1: What if you got inducted on? On a different (laughs) (laughs) podcast. On my favorite murder. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, we don't have that kind of power. We do not
0: have that kind of power.
1: You want to talk about a brutal attack? I guess so. Damn. Um mine my case is gonna lighten things up good
0: because you're gonna be talking about leaky buttholes so wow spoilers spoilers what everywhere the if you don't see Alestra and know that we're gonna be talking about fucking leaky buttholes have you even lived <laughs> maybe this is gonna help a lot of people out <laughs> Um, okay, so my case, um, I will just, right off the bat, it is terrible, but it is a story of survival. So, Good, okay. Oh, thank goodness. And most, I mean, we're talking 90, oh. mm-hmm. 94% of this information comes from one source. Um, it's an article for the Houston Press, which I will not tell you the title of at this time. Um, I can tell you at the end, but because it will give something away. but. What was I saying?
1: (laughs) (laughs) You were saying it's by Skip Hollinsworth. No, no, no,
0: it's not. Really, Houston Press, and it's by Steve McVicker. I thought there was only one man in Texas who wrote about true crime, (laughs) and it was Skip Skip Hollinsworth. No, Steve McVicker, writing for the Houston Press. This is a great article. This story also may sound familiar to you if you are a fan of the show I Survived, because her story was featured. (gasps) On that show. Okay, okay. I love survival stories. Yes. Oh,
1: I know this one. Oh, it's a good one. You do know this one? I mean, should I say something and we'll cut it? Yeah. She's the one who was like
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love this story. Okay, well Okay. Yeah, cut all that out. Yeah, yeah. Man, what a spoiler that
1: would be. Uh, Yeah. Don't even listen to
0: Brandy's. The night of April 14th, 1995, started like any other for, that's definitely not her name. Jennifer, it says Jennifer Money in my notes. It's definitely Jennifer Morey. Oh, boy. I okay. believe that was an autocorrect. Okay. <laughs> um, she was a young lawyer in Houston, Texas. That particular night, it was a Friday night. She'd gone out with some friends to the ale house, which I did some looking into this. It seems like a really cool place. It was like this house that was uh, originally a house like in Houston. And then during the prohibition, it was turned into a speakeasy. And then it like cl- got shut down for a long time, kind of sat empty. And then they turned it into this ale house. Um, it was reportedly haunted. And sadly, it's no longer around. And it is now a parking lot. So, oh, wah, wah. Um, so you said that would be a cool story well I thought it was cool because it was like this a haunted parking lot, lot. no shit wow. it was like this haunted bar let's go park there you stop it <laughs> and no this article I found on it was like what happens to spirits when their home becomes a parking lot and that was the title and that's all I read I don't they, know what happened. they hop in the Range Rover <laughs> and go home with you so anyway so she spends the night out at this cool bar but has a couple drinks nothing crazy she doesn't like you know get tore up from the floor up or anything like that
1: Kristen, why does your face look like that? I've never heard tore up from the floor up. You've
0: never heard tore up from the floor up? No, I, I am terribly sorry. What, it's They use it in a movie when a guy is trying to sound cool. Norm, back me up on this. What's that from?
2: Tore up from the floor up? Yeah. it doesn't sound familiar to me.
0: Exactly. It's from-, it's from a movie. Brandy made it up. Now I have to look into this. Oh, God
2: uh it's a song yeah i know but they reference it in a
0: movie oh it's from juno oh her dad is talking about like Ah. her life decisions and stuff like that yeah i could i knew it was like a dad talking to someone but i couldn't place it anyway that's so not important anyway (laughs) so she goes out with friends she she has a friend take her home to her apartment Somewhere around midnight, and so her friend takes her to her apartment located yeah. at oh, hold rule, up. hold up. okay, 4400 Memorial Drive, Houston, Texas, 77007. Okay, this is the zip code. Mm-hmm. so these are the Bayou Park apartments. If you want, like, a you can actually search Bayou Park apartments and get a better view of the okay. actual apartment complex.
1: I do want to do that. Oh, okay.
0: Mm-hmm. They look like, you know, just kind of standard. Yeah, standard. So there was a reason that Jennifer had picked this apartment complex. It had 24-hour-a-day security. Mm-hmm. She was a young woman. She was, like, 25. Um, she was doing really well for herself out on her own. It was, like, her first job um, since law school. But she lived alone, and she was smart. And knew that there were risks in that. And so she had specifically picked this apartment complex because they had 24-hour-a-day on-site security. And it was provided by this security company that she'd heard of before. Pinkerton Security. Mm -hmm. So that is a name that you've probably heard of. Yep. Um, It is actually related to the Pinkerton Detective Agency. Yes, it's actually like over the years, that's what they have become. They've become a security Wow, okay. I didn't know that. Yes. All right. So, Pinkerton Detective Agency has been around since like the 1800s. And um, this is kind of like the bastardized version that it has become today. (laughs) They now deliver. Do they um, advertise themselves as the bastardized version? (laughs) (laughs) I do not believe so. But it was a name she recognized. And she was like, this is great. I'm going to be safe. Yes. Wonderful. She goes to bed that night. Everything's great until about 4 o'clock in the morning. Jennifer wakes up to intense pressure on her chest. Oh, God. She kind of wakes herself up out of her, you know, dream state, whatever. And there is a man on top of her. And he is attempting to rape her. Oh, my God. He's holding her down. She's fighting him. She's kicking. She's doing whatever. She tries to move away from him. She's screaming. She realizes he has a knife to her throat. Ugh. As she tries to push him off, he slices her throat open. Oh, God. Like from one ear all the way across Ugh. her neck to like the center of her neck. She's still fighting through all of this. Blood is gushing out of her. There is blood everywhere. All over her, all over the attacker, all over her bed. The wound was described as looking like a second mouth. Oh, That's how like gaping. That is disgusting. Yeah. And then for a second, Jennifer thought, "What, what am I doing? What is the point of this? I am going to die. And the fight just like went out of her just laid there and the man who was attacking her grabbed her by her hair and dragged her into her bathroom like slid her across the floor of her bathroom slammed the door and like locked her in there there was no actual lock on this bathroom door Mm -hmm. but he like closed the door and most likely just assumed she would just bleed out in there and die. And this is after he had raped her or? Um, it, yes. I, I, okay. Unclear. Unclear. Gotcha. I believe it doesn't go into specifics, but yes, I believe that he had, like, she woke up in the act of him raping her. Okay. Okay. Yes. So she's in this bathroom and she decides, I am not going to die in this bathroom. And she, mm-hmm. like, gets herself together. She pushes her body against this door of this bathroom and puts her feet up on the bathtub to create like a wedge mm-hmm. so that if this man tries to come into her bathroom, he won't be able to get the door open. Oh she will God. be a physical wedge keeping this door closed because it doesn't lock, Uh huh. which who's ever heard of a bathroom door that doesn't lock? I don't know. That's don't... a terrible design flaw. Sure. sure.
2: Our old house, the bathroom door didn't lock.
1: Yeah, and it was a terrible design flaw.
2: Actually, I take that back. It did lock, but you needed a skeleton key to lock it.
0: It's a terrible design flaw.
2: (laughs) It's an old house.
0: Okay.
1: (laughs) (laughs) These are new apartments, though.
2: Yeah. If they're new apartments, there's no excuse.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So she's in the bathroom. She's assessing her situation. She's got her neck... Just gushing, gushing blood. She grabs a towel and she's like holding a towel to it. Yeah. And she's listening. The apartment is silent. It's quite the contrast from what the scene just was where she's fighting and screaming and yelling and whatever. All of a sudden, it's just completely silent, completely dark.
1: See, this part of any of these stories is so terrifying to Mm -hmm. me because I don't know what could be worse than... You think it's over, you open the door, right. and he's still there. Oh, yeah. Because that's like Golden State Killer shit. Yeah, he, would, yeah, yeah. he, he would, would stick around. Yes,
0: until you thought he was gone. Oh, I know, I know. Ugh, Worst I person ugh. ever, I know. I can't even, I cannot handle the Golden State Killer. It terrifies me. Did you read, um, yes, gone I in read. The dark? Oh. Yes, and I, I was terrified the entire time. I would wake up in the middle of the night, and you know, you'd have like a shadow in the corner of your okay. room. and be like, and well, like, he's he, here. He could be standing right there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Him and his stupid micro penis. Yes.
0: Oh. Anyway. Don't she, worry. He's
1: caught, guys. Yeah.
0: Oh, thank God. Oh. So she listens and she listens and she listens. She hears him zip his pants up. No. Yes. She hears him walk across the apartment and leave. Oh. And she decides at that moment that she can sit there and die. Or she can try to get help. And so she gets herself up. She goes to open the bathroom door. Mm -hmm. And it's jammed. She has pressed herself against it so hard that she's physically jammed the door closed.
1: You're kidding. And
0: her hands are so covered in her own blood that she can't grip the doorknob to try and get like a good pull on it. No. Yeah. Yeah. So she talks about how at that moment she literally laughed at Uh the state of affairs. Like, holy shit, I am going to die in my bathroom right now because I can get the fucking door open. Oh, my
1: God. Oh, my God.
0: Yeah. Was she...
1: I mean, I imagine she lost so so much blood. Was she able to stand? I, I believe that she was able
0: to stand or at least get to her knees. Okay. So she does eventually get the door open. I believe that she says something about getting a towel sure, and like sure. using that. And she she gets the door open. She like crawls out of the bathroom and finds her cell phone. Mm-hmm. So it's 1995. So the fact that she even had a cell phone. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. Amazing, yes. And she gets herself back in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And she calls nine
1: one one. Why does she go back into the bathroom?
0: I think because she was she felt f- safer there. Uh, yeah, okay. It was enclosed. Um, yeah, and you know the she could see everything yeah. there. I'm guessing. Okay. okay. She calls nine one one, and this guy. I'm trying to find his name now. Sorry, I'm not anywhere near where I in my notes anywhere. This is what I deal with, people. I know. I'm so sorry. She calls nine one one. And the dispatcher who answers the phone, his name is Richard Everett. It's his first fucking day on the job. Oh, no. Oh, Richard. (laughs) And he's like, "Okay, bear with me. I will. You are going to get through this. Listen to what I'm saying. We will get through this together. And he stays super calm Uh and he helps her. He's like, I've got police i've got paramedics on the way to you talk to me he she describes her wound to him he tells her to put more pressure on it get a new towel on it Mm -hmm. uh keep it you know closed keep her hands on it um and he's just like talking to her trying to keep her calm letting her know he's like following the emergency crews like on their way to her and like updating her they'll be there you know in this many minutes they'll be there in this many minutes and then there's a knock at her door Mm. And she tells the dispatcher, she's like, someone's here, someone's here. And he's like, um, I I don't know. The the emergency crews are definitely not definitely not there yet. I, I'm not sure who that could be. And so she goes to the door, she does not answer the door, but she's like, Who is it? And the guy identifies himself as Brian Gibson. He says he's the security officer on duty that night, and that he's aware that something has happened and that she needs to let him into the apartment. And so she's she's like thinking about it and she's talking to the dispatcher, um, Richard, and he's like, I don't know. I, I I don't think you should open the door. I think you should go back to the bathroom, wait for emergency crews to be there. Police will be there within a couple of minutes. Don't open the door. Mm-hmm. And she's like, okay, okay, th- yeah. And so she doesn't. And he, the guy, the security officer's like, let me in, let me help you. I'm I'm here to help you. And she's like, no, I'm I'm not going to answer the door. I'm sorry. I'm not going to answer the door. And so she goes back, and she's oh. on the phone with the, the dispatcher. Emergency crews get to her. I already told you at the beginning. She survives this. Yes. But emergency crews are met with the security officer when they arrive at Jennifer's apartment. Mm-hmm. And he is... Go ahead. What? Um... How did he know
1: that something had gone on?
0: Well, you're about to find out. Okay, okay. So he is in a state. Sure. When the police get there, he is injured. He's bloody. Hmm. He's missing part of his uniform. Hmm. And he's like, guys. I I'm on duty tonight. I'm the security agent on duty. I saw a man jump off of her balcony and run through the field. I took off after him. We got in a scuffle. I tried to catch him. I, I couldn't I couldn't get him. Mm-hmm. I can't believe I couldn't get him. And police are like, okay, and they're just trying to like assess the sure, situation. Sure. They've got a woman that they know is like bleeding to death in the bathroom. Right. So they get into her, they get her, you know, medical attention, whatever. And then they start kind of looking at the scene. I'm looking at this security guy, Brian. Uh huh. And he walks him through his story again. The man left out of like the, the she has like a balcony. Jennifer had a balcony mm-hmm. or like a porch and he jumped over the balcony or the porch wall or whatever. Um, and that's when the security agent saw him, uh, noticed that he had a lot of blood on him, was gonna track him down through this field. So the police look at this field that this guy has supposedly just run through and there's fresh dew. All over the top of it. It has been, it has not been disrupted in any way. Yeah. And then they're processing the scene at Jennifer's apartment. And you know what they found inside her apartment? Part of this dude's uniform? The missing part of his uniform. His Pinkerton security hat what was located dumbass. inside Jennifer's apartment, mm-hmm. as well as um, a pair of men's underwear. And would you believe it? When they asked him if he had his underwear on, he was sure missing them. And I actually think this is sort of funny, but they make kind of a big deal about this in this article that when they searched him and found that he didn't have his underwear on, he had also shaved all of his pubic hair in an effort to leave behind no no DNA. I was like, maybe the guy just liked to shave his balls. Okay, but this is 1995. Exactly. (laughs) Yes, this is... People weren't manscaping back then. People weren't trimming <laughs> yeah, it up. Yeah, so they, they they thought that he intended, like this was a planned out thing. He he shaved his pubic hair so as to leave behind no pubic hair evidence at the scene. Yeah, no, that. Yeah, I mean he likely did at at
1: that
2: time. At that time, I'm time sure. yes.
1: But if they were to find someone today, it'd be, yeah, like, well, be like well, that's just, it's a just a dude. Dude who and likes it's to Shave
0: his balls.
1: <laughs> yeah this this story is insane. So he. I called him dumb. He wasn't dumb because he was coming back to. Oh, he was likely coming back to get his uniform. Get his uniform and and finish her off. Yeah. 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 So he was
0: trying like hell to To get get back into that apartment so that he could, yeah, get the evidence and make sure she couldn't ever identify him, make sure she could never say what had happened to her. Absolutely. I am so amazed that she
1: that the dispatcher was like no don't answer the door and that she had I mean she must have been getting alarm bells in her head oh absolutely because under just a normal circumstance I would think that you would go to the door and be like yeah "Yeah, go ahead
0: and help me yeah I I mean my throat is slit so she definitely credits uh the dispatcher Richard with helping save her life like she To help her think clearly and think through that in the moment. And uh, they are friends to this day. Mm -hmm. Like, he came to her wedding when she got married. Yeah, like, they have remained in contact. So... Unfortunately, there's not a ton of court stuff available on this. But what we do know is that Brian Gibson was the security officer. Um, He was arrested and he ended up uh, being charged with attempted murder. And he was sentenced to 20 years in prison, which Jennifer was very unhappy with. She didn't think that was enough time, Um, which I agree. Like, I don't think that's very much time, but he's out. (gasps) Oh, I guess he would. be. Yeah, he's out. He is living in. I believe it's Magnolia, Texas. He has to register as a sex offender for the rest of his life. Ugh. Yeah. So that how long? How long do you think he should have gotten? I don't know. I think it should be true. It's the same thing. He was charged with attempted murder, which didn't carry, you know, as heavy as of a sentence as murder, but I think he had every intention of murdering her. And I think that he also... Uh, there should be extenuating circumstances for the fact that he... Um, was in a position, he used his position mm-hmm. um, as a security officer. Yes. I think that's a mitigating circumstance. I also think that the fact that there was a sexual assault in there, which he does have to register as a sex offender, but I just don't think 20 years is enough. Okay. This had a profound effect. On Jennifer's life. Sure. She completely withdrew from her entire life. She went and lived with her parents. She couldn't get out of bed. She was scared of everything. Severely depressed. Um, and just couldn't handle it. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is a completely reasonable response. Yes. yes. Yeah. In addition to having to heal from her physical injuries. Yeah. They, um, he missed her carotid artery by, like, one millimeter. Oh, God. And her her voice box by, like, another millimeter. Mm. So there was a serious risk that she would, if, if he would have hit her carotid artery, she would have died immediately. Yeah. If he would have hit her voice box, she wouldn't have been able to call for help. Oh, my God. Think about oh. how differently that would have gone she
1: would have had to leave her apartment
0: Uh where her her attacker was yes yeah oh my god oh god yeah so she's like going through all of the things that you i can't even imagine going through after an attack like this and her Mm -hmm. brother comes to her one day and he's like you got to pull your shit together Our parents can't afford to support you. You've got a car payment you have to make. You're going to have to get it together. And it was like what she needed to hear, she said. Like it was. So she decided that she was going to, she was going to, you know, pull it together and she was going to get her life back together, life on track. And so she actually consulted with a lawyer about what her options were for a civil case. How did this happen? How did someone like this, Mm -hmm. get in the position that he was in. Mm -hmm. And so a lawyer looked it over, and he thought 100% they had grounds for a civil case against Pinkerton.
1: Okay, okay. What was in this guy's background? So,
0: turns out that the Pinkerton uh, security agency was well-known, and had a lot of, um, um, what's the word that I'm, clout because of their name. Okay. But they were also, but they were kind of like the discount agency. Oh. And they maintained their low prices By hiring low-cost employees. So at the time of this attack, Brian had worked for the company for a couple of years, and he was making like a dollar over minimum wage per hour. Oh, God. Um, Uh Minimum requirements were that he had a clean background when they run a background check and that he had a a high school diploma. But he lied on his application and said, yeah, if you run my background, it'll be clear. Um, Wait, so they never actually checked his background no, they never did a full background check. Um, not that a ton of stuff would have come back on him, but there were other instances where they hired w- with Pinkerton, where other guards were accused in murders and attacks on women. And oh so, my God, yeah.
1: No, you have to do the background check, especially in that line of work. Who cares if they have a high school diploma? Yeah, but the background check that has to happen.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. So yeah, when when. Jennifer and her lawyer started looking into Pinkerton's background. They found that um in 1995, a guard who worked for Pinkerton uh, was charged in a murder and had had it was related to his his position, his wherever his assignment uh-huh. was, um and received like a 30-year sentence for murder. Brian had actually had complaints from other Residents, uh huh. At different job assignments, this was his third reassignment oh, God. because of complaints from customers. What about are they? The Catholic behavior. Church? They just right? Move they him just around? shuffle people around. Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: So, what were the complaints? Hey, this guy's a go, creep.
0: There's that's the most frustrating thing about this because it happened in 1995. There's like no information available okay, on it. Gotcha. Um, it's. There were complaints, and he was reassigned. This okay. was his third job assignment, and it was like, well, if you fuck up at this one, you might not have a job anymore. Might have to transfer you again. That's right. Bloody. Yeah. So they they took Pinkerton to court. Mm-hmm. Good, but Pinkerton settled for an undisclosed amount. You hate settlements. I hate it. So much. I hate it so much. But it was probably good. For Jennifer. She got a sum of money and was able to not, she didn't have to go through the whole court procedures of saying everything that had happened to her and all of that. Um, Let's assume she got five million I hope. Well, she got enough money. Okay. She was able to start her own law practice. <gasps> cool. Yes. Oh my God. So after all of this she started her own law practice. She's doing well. She's married and she is still friends with her dispatcher that helped save her life. That is awesome. Yeah. As far as Pinkerton, according to this article, which is a million, dated, million years old, which is dated, um, this case made no impact on their hiring process. Oh boy! <laughs> yeah. Great. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Ugh. Yep. But good for Jennifer. Yeah. And thank God for that uh, for Richard for being in that I mean his very first day and that's the call. Can he you gets. imagine? Yes. I, uh, I mean no, I, I cannot can, I yes can I cannot imagine. And I'd handle
1: it great also. Thank you for asking. <laughs> oh my god. Survival stories, I always start with my hands up
0: by my neck. Can't handle it, but oh uh. yeah. Um in that when they were doing the like the records dig for Pinkerton and their hiring process. At that time, they had 130 employees and they had like 4,000 employees total, but they had 130 employees um, that held felony convictions. You're kidding me. No. And at the very least, they were supposed to pass a background check to be able to get a guard position. So they had the honor system. Basically, yeah background checks can be expensive to run. Sure. But when you're putting in somebody, somebody in that position, I have to run them. Yeah, they're not optional
1: and you have to know that a lot of really creepy people gravitate toward those positions because they like the power. Yes. Yeah. Dennis Rader.
0: Yes, exactly. Yeah. I bet he would have really liked
1: working for Pinkerton. I mean, he was a freaking dog catcher, but
0: oh God. Yeah, gross. Well, the story of Jennifer mori She's actually Jennifer Caldwell now.
1: Good for Jennifer Caldwell. Yes, we're happy for you. We're so happy for you. Okay, Whew. are you ready
0: to talk about anal leakage, Brandy? No, I'm sorry. I see Alestra, and I automatically think of anal leakage. No, you don't. You and think this isn't We have talked about this on an episode before. Have we? Yeah, very early. Like maybe our third episode we oh m- mentioned it
1: don't go back and listen no folks. They're, they're really not
0: good folks
1: um have you tried to listen no I tried to listen to our first episode a while ago and I got three seconds in I couldn't what what were we thinking the tv tray with one microphone with one mic
0: was gonna get it done
1: yeah ugh. anyway here we are okay most of this information comes from the Center for Science in the Public Interest. Ooh. Okay?
0: Yes. All right. Brandy, it was nice. 19- We've definitely used that source for something before. I think it was when I used, did my made-up case. I think it probably was the Taco, the Taco Bell, Bell case. The Taco Bell case. That's where I got all the information about the parasite. Yeah. No, they, yes. they do great work.
1: <laughs> They're a great
0: nonprofit.
1: <laughs> it was 1996- when the FDA approved one of the greatest inventions known to man. <laughs> it was called Olestra. Mm-hmm. And contrary to what Brandy has told you, it was amazing. It
0: really did seem amazing when it came out.
1: Yeah, hell yeah, did. Get this. Olestra worked as a fat, substitute and this was in the 90s when we were all terrified of fat now yeah. now fat is good carbs are yeah i don't know I, anyway it's, it's so confusing it is just you know don't eat carbs do eat carbs yeah. don't eat fat do, eat, do fat. eat fat um don't eat sugar but eat fruit sugar yeah it's, why are you confused i know i don't know yeah so anyway scientists could add it to food and guess what It wouldn't add any extra fat or calories. In short, it was the best thing ever. Olestra, I did not know this, was invented by scientists at Procter & Gamble. Oh, I didn't know that either. So they were trying to create this supplement that would help premature babies gain weight. Oh. But olestra didn't do that. So they had this thing that obviously people wanted, but they weren't really the ones who wanted to do anything with it. So that's when the good people at Frito Lay yeah. stepped in. Oh yeah, they were very intrigued by this invention. They were like, "Hey Procter and Gamble, could we work out a deal here?" Because you know what America would love—a brand new fat-free potato chip. Yes. And ultimately, they gave us those fat-free they potato chips. Delicious
0: too. Were they? Yes. You don't remember? You never ate them? No, I did. I did. Okay, the Pringles tasted like legit Pringles. Yeah,
1: let's get to our let's get to our experiences okay. with them. Okay, okay. Frito-Lay called them wow potato chips. Mm-hmm. And do you remember this they had the logo where an exclamation point was built into the last W cuz they like didn't have the time <laughs> to add in that it was like there was a little dot under oh, yeah. that last line of the yeah. W. Yeah. So In 1997, Frito-Lay put out these magical, life-changing potato chips into test markets. Mm -hmm. They had Lay's wow. Ruffles, wow. Doritos, wow. Wow. Tostitos, wow. And people were like, wow, this is great. I love chips, and now I can eat them without any guilt at all. Indiana was one of the test markets for the chips. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you, the Hoosiers loved these chips. But there was just one minor problem. Tiny. I mean, if you're really picky, maybe you'd be annoyed by this. Um, you see, the, the chips, they did cause a little bit of the uh, <laughs> anal leakage. Oh, <laughs> Yeah. Minor problem. <laughs> who cares, really? Uh, also, abdominal cramping, uh, real bad diarrhea. Worth it. <laughs> <laughs> so, not everyone who ate the wow chips experienced these symptoms, but a lot of people took the stance that hey, like, if there's even a chance that I'm going to get anal leakage, I'm not going to eat them. Okay. Let's pause here. Yes. Do we all remember wow potato yeah. chips? I yes. I ate them. Yeah. Okay. Never
0: experienced anal leakage. I didn't either.
1: Yeah. Um Norm?
2: Never had them. You were not allowed to. Have My mom them. refused to buy them. Oh,
0: because Why? of the anal leakage?
2: Um she was always skeptical of like Foods that have been like chemically altered. Oh
0: yeah, mm. and these were chemically altered. I mean to the max. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, Doritos are already pretty weird. Yeah. <laughs>
2: now now this they're is,
1: yeah cooked yeah. up in a lab. <laughs> so public health advocates. Oh oh, I had another question for you guys.
0: Yeah. <sighs> uh, okay, here one thing okay. I want to say. I was under the impression that you had to like eat an entire bag of them to experience the anal leakage. So if you like. If you, you know, went by the serving size of I don't Has know. Has anyone
2: ever done seven that?
0: chips uh-huh. you were in the clear. Um, turns out that's not
1: necessarily true. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm my question it is for you guys, do you remember when they first came out, did they have warnings on them?
0: No, I don't believe so. See, I, I saw the warning came later.
1: Yeah, I saw conflicting stuff on this, but my memory was that the warning came later.
0: I, my memory is completely
2: that the warning the okay. warning came later. The warning came later. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. Public health advocates... Nobody would buy a bag ever if they came out with a warning immediately that said <laughs> your butthole's going to leak. Well, they my theory
1: was that first of all, it didn't say your butthole's going to be leaking. It would. It probably
0: said made with olestra Yeah. and it was probably on the back yeah and, and then in real tiny writing it says it may product may cause anal leakage loose stools or something i for some reason i compl- like i remember the term anal leakage oh, on the do. package we all do we all do but i i don't well okay let's get okay. It. let's okay. get it. all right can we get an anal leakage count on this episode <laughs> <laughs>
2: Is that the homework for the listeners? Yeah, the homework. How many times was anal, <laughs> anal leakage? leakage?
1: Public health advocates were like, You can't do this to people. You can't sell them a product knowing it could cause anal leakage. Meanwhile, most of the people of Indiana weren't aware of the risks of Olestra, so they gobbled up the chips and a few hours later the sewer system of Indiana
0: exploded. Is that a joke? Yeah. (laughs) Oh my gosh! I was horrified!
2: Do you want me to read the the label on the chips? Sure. Uh, So it did say, this product contains Olestra. Olestra may cause abdominal cramping and loose stools. Mm -hmm. Olestra inhibits the absorption of some vitamins and other nutrients.
0: Okay. No anal leakage. Huh? Did
2: not actually say anal Where
0: leakage. Where the hell am I coming up with that term? I didn't come up with that on my own. Maybe you did. It's you an... No, don't
2: didn't. worry.
0: It's We're getting
1: to it. Okay.
0: All
2: right. We'll
1: get to the anal leakage. All oh, right.
2: We're just, we're just so excited. I'm so excited
1: for the anal leakage. This was no surprise to people who knew Olestra well. When the FDA approved Olestra in 1996, the FDA's commissioner said, like, straight out, hey... Olestra can cause abdominal cramping, and it can cause loose stools, and it inhibits your body's absorption of certain vitamins and nutrients. Mm-hmm. But of course, average everyday people didn't know that about this random yeah. chemical. They just thought they were eating miracle chips. Yeah. And about an hour later, they thought their insides were on fire. <laughs> the Center for Science and the Public Interest was pissed. They were like, we can't believe the FDA approved Olestra, And we can't believe that Frito-Lay is selling this crap to people and making people crap all over the place. So they decided to do something about it. In the spring of 1997, they ran this quarter-page ad in the Indianapolis Star. And it basically said, hey, if you ate the Wow potato chips and you subsequently blew up a toilet, give us a call (laughs) at one 888 olestra On the day that ad ran, they received almost 200 calls. Wow. Yes. They got call after call after call and started compiling all these stories. And they were like, you know what? That's it. It's time for a press conference. Cecilia Bowman, the president of Hoosier Organic Marketing Education, was there. She told the media, shame on Frito-Lay and Procter & Gamble for using Hoosiers as guinea pigs for their products. The FDA should yank Olestra from the market. If wow chips and other foods made with it were ever marketed nationally, millions of consumers could get sick. Frito-Lay's reputation might literally be going down the toilet in Indiana. Hmm. Yeah, it'd be a shame if those were marketed nationally. Yeah. Who knows what could happen. Good thing they had this press conference to stop everything. That didn't happen. They They went national. The executive director of the CSPI also spoke. He said, The flood of calls we have received represents the tip of the iceberg. In just the two weeks on the market, wow chips have probably sickened thousands of people. People have missed work or school, called their doctor, or didn't get to the bathroom in time. Oh, they shit themselves? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh. Norm, would you mind bringing me my water bottle over there? Oh.
0: What a man, what a man, what a man What a mighty good man
1: Yes he is (laughs) Yes my man says he loves me Never says he loved me that I won't sing anymore Because then it gets really dirty What happens after that? He rubs me good and touched me in the right Right spot (laughs) Right (laughs)
2: spot
1: then a bunch of Olestra victims spoke at the press conference
0: (gasps) okay this one kills me oh my god I would never if I had shit my (laughs) pants I would or experienced anal leakage I would never go to a press conference and be like I was affected by these horrible chips yes it's me I um soiled a pair of
1: underwear (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Kristen Caruso, yes. Kansas City, Missouri. <laughs> what else do you want to know? So there was Dana Laughlin, a mother of four from Plainfield, Indiana. She told the world that her 12 year old son had had diarrhea for seven days. Oh my God. Plus terrible gas. Oh. After eating five ounces of nacho cheese, wow Doritos. Wow, she said that. I mean, this poor kid—he's twelve years old, and his mom's up there just, just blasted him. his business. <laughs> he, she said that he had an accident in bed <laughs> at four.
2: He <laughs>
0: literally hit the bed. He hit the bed, and his mom his everybody. told everyone. national television. Was this televised? I don't know that it was televised. Well, thank goodness, but I bet people he knew were there.
1: Well, I mean, my guess is if you hold a press conference about people sharding, I would imagine the news shows up. Like, <laughs> how dare you say that while I had a drink in my mouth? So, yeah, she said he had an accident in bed at 4 a.m. And he missed two days of school. So then all his little friends knew why he'd been gone. Oh, my gosh, <laughs> this poor kid. Seven days of diarrhea, over five Ooh. ounces. A nacho cheese Doritos. Ooh, <laughs> <Yes>. Pat McGee. <laughs> Pat McGee was what? I I don't know how to pronounce this. It's M C G H E H E Y McGee McGee. Spell it again. M C G H E H E Y.
2: No. Nope. That's not it.
1: <laughs> what the I fuck was that? that. Oh, was so that's,
2: no okay. that's like a robot.
1: <laughs> okay, yeah. No, Norm, stop it. That's creepy and we don't need
2: <laughs> Don't you wanna know? No. no. It, I think it's McGeehee. Okay. Actually there there's a guy on uh on Jackass with with his last name. <gasps> Speaking of Jackass,
0: what? Have you heard about Bamar Margera What? He reached out to Dr. Phil for help. He's like a drug addict and needs, yeah. Well, that doesn't surprise me, right? Yeah. Well, I guess it surprises me that he reached out to Dr. Phil. Yeah. I watched just like, I don't know, a clip of it today. Don't
1: lie, Brandy. We
0: know you watched the whole thing. I wish I would have watched way more if I had the time. (laughs) I only got to watch like a five minute clip because that's all the time that I had. Does this podcast cut into your Dr. Phil watching? (laughs) My Dr. Phil time. Yeah. It says that he became super depressed because as a skateboarder, he's supposed to be super skinny. And Uh as he's gotten older, he's just gained a bunch of weight. And so he started experimenting with drugs in order to try and lose weight like he did men. Really? Yeah. And he got... He did Adderall a bunch. He abused Adderall. He has an actual prescription for Adderall. Right. Um, but he didn't really like meth that much. He used Coke a ton. He hates pot, doesn't like, doesn't like hallucinogenics and stuff like that. But he's got a major problem with drugs and alcohol, and he doesn't really know what to do. And he hates taking his prescriptions because he feels like all of these doctors tell him to take all of these conflicting things, and he doesn't feel any different, and he doesn't feel like himself. That's as far as I got. I would have never guessed that this was weight related.
1: I mean, when yeah. you said one of the guys from Jackass yeah. had trouble with drugs, I was like, well, yeah, probably. Yeah.
2: Well, I think um he he's got severe depression too. Because oh, yeah. when Ryan Dunn died, he was he got but really. He messed
0: said up. on this clip that his depression was brought on by his weight gain. Wow. Like that was the that was like the tipping point for him. Mm. I didn't know skateboarders were supposed to be skinny. Yeah, to do the tricks. You have to be a yeah. little dude. Look like, at Tony Hawk. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, now that
1: I think about it.
0: Yeah. I mean, I can't think of it. Gravity tennis. does not work in your favor. If you have you ever. OK. Do you know the skateboarder Rob Deerdick? No. OK. Well, he had a show on MTV Robin Big okay. where he it was like a, a reality show that followed him and his bodyguard. Uh huh. Big Black. Just do his huge, giant black man. We weighed like four hundred and fifty pounds. I gathered that and, from the name. <laughs> yeah, that was his name. He had a whole brand, these cool shirts that had like two B's on him. Anyway, Rob tried, like constantly wanted to get him on a skateboard and he was terrified to do it. Yeah. And so finally <laughs> he like wraps him in like bubble wrap or something and gets him on a skateboard and gets him to go off like the tiniest little ramp. And he just I'm um, it physics just do not work for someone large like that dude just smack hit the ground <laughs> but he had the bubble wrap skateboard took off running.
2: <laughs> rest in peace to big
0: yes yeah he oh. died yeah a couple of years ago man that
2: was a good show yeah. i liked robin big
0: yeah loved it what the hell? It was so good. Where was I? Hi. Hilarious. Let me tell you about my best friend. That was you, the were, song. you
2: were like nose deep in a book or something. I'm oh. watching
0: Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: <gasps> oh, is there Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders? Uh, you guys there's, are
2: way off topic right now. There's
1: lawsuit news about them. One of the cheerleaders, okay, you know what? Maybe I'll save it for a future episode, and you guys can suck it and have to listen to me talk at length about the cheerleaders, but it was more of a
0: settlement. It didn't oh, go to trial, so yeah. it would be, you know, a little lame, but yeah, still. I'm, well, mine, mine was super light on the court stuff today, so I'll allow it. Okay. Thank <laughs> you, Judge.
1: <laughs> All right. Um, so, Pat McGehee, McGehee, whatever, was a pet groomer from Indianapolis She ate half of a family-sized bag of Lay's original Wow! chips. Mm -hmm. And while she was at work, she experienced horrible smelling gas, bloating, yellow-orange stains... Okay, where were the
0: stains? Okay, what I, were they on her nacho cheese fingers, or was they coming from her Don't you Fucking wish.
1: <laughs> I read somewhere that like people experience like they'd look in the toilet and there would be like orange oil. Oh
0: floating. yeah.
2: What do you mean? Oh, oh
0: yeah. Did you experience this <laughs> no? too? No, but it reminds me of this diet pill that was out a few years ago. Oh. So it was this diet pill that was approved by the FDA. That was the big thing. Like first yeah. diet pill approved by the FDA. Uh-huh. It really works. And it isolated the fat in your food. So you would like, <gasps> I, I I did not use it. My client told me about it. You would <laughs> You would eat and it would separate out the fat molecules. Oh, God. And then that way your body didn't absorb it. But then when you went to the bathroom, it was like, what just like a just like oil just like came Ew. out your butthole and then just like laid across the surface of the water because it doesn't Ew. yeah oh my god yeah <laughs> it was fda approved chris <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm beginning to think that it's not such a rigorous process that is disgusting. Yeah, this client was a little bit odd. I'm, I don't know why I'm being so nice. I did her hair one time, but and yeah. she told me all of this. She was like, I started testing its limits. What? She's like, I would eat potato chips dipped in butter to no. see what would happen. No. Ew. Oh, my God. Oh, my God.
1: Ooh. Um, she also had greasy stools, which, how mm. do you know
0: that it's greasy? I think like that. You. You get a film
2: on the
0: water. <laughs> film on, on the, the water. water. Bum,
2: bum, bum. Straight in
0: your undies.
1: <laughs> Olestra works. <laughs> I look great in a
0: bikini. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was their failed theme song. Oh, no. I should have done them. A-
1: so these symptoms started at work. They lasted till two in the morning. Oh no. Um, Was she
0: wearing white pants? I don't understand how somebody did people see her orange butt stains.
1: Well, I'm hoping that they just went into a toilet bowl. Near well, those you. wouldn't be
0: stains, Kristen.
1: You know what? You're right. They wouldn't <laughs> those would be, not stains. be stains. I am <laughs> I am ignoring what I have here and trying to make it better. But no, a stain, you're right. That's, that's in the undies, best case scenario. Worst break case scenario, leakage. breakthrough leakage. Yeah, Breakthrough leakage. Oh, God. Ugh. The CSPI said their goal was simple. They wanted the FDA to revoke its approval of Alestra. Or at the very least, they wanted the chips to have a very prominent, strongly worded label. They wanted the warning label to read, Olestra may cause abdominal cramping and loose stools. But the FDA didn't revoke its approval of Olestra.
0: No, they were like, let's get this thing nationwide! Yeah! Let's make everybody shit their pants! And in
1: 1998, WOW chips were sold all over the nation. Because hey, they didn't give everyone anal leakage. Oh my
0: goodness.
1: In the first year on the market, Frito Lay sold four hundred million dollars yeah, worth I'm of wow have chips. No doubt. I don't either. I mean, for those of us who lived through the anal leakage of yeah. nineteen ninety eight, I mean, everyone bought these chips because oh, yeah. what could be better? Yeah. Like, oh, I can it's delicious. They taste roughly the same. Yeah. And Hey, if my butthole
0: leaks a little bit, and then. <laughs> so be it. So be it. Say lobby. La <laughs> Hakuna Matata.
1: Hakuna Matata. <laughs> so I mentioned this a little bit earlier. It's unclear to me whether the WoW chips that first hit the market had prominent warning labels. It is possible that they did, because when the FDA first approved Alestra, they said that they wanted all products that had Alestra to be labeled as such. Yeah. But again, who knows how prominent the labels mm-hmm. were? Who knows exactly what they said? At some point though, WoW chips were properly labeled as poop blasters. Poop By the way, I watched a commercial yesterday for Wow Potato Chips. Was it as good as the corn nuts one that I played you the other day? Okay, that was horrifying. <laughs> But this one was also horrifying. It was a dad and his son floating in a river on little inner tubes, I mean, eating. If they had anal leakage. Then that's exactly what I was thinking. Just fine. When you think of it in the context of anal leakage, you're like, "Oh, that dad's butt is dipped right into the river. Just leak no, it one's, no one's, no one's going to see those orange stains. That's right. Keep on leaking. This is an oily river we're in, son. <laughs> but I look great. <laughs> Olestra quickly became a joke. Comedians made fun of it. People talked shit about it. (laughs) See what I did? (laughs) And sales dropped big time. By 2000, just two years after Wow Chips hit the market, sales were just half of what they'd been in 1998.
0: Um, Yes, because people were like, holy shit, this made me shit my pants. Yes, eventually... Wow, chips. Quiet. I, what are you doing? I got to see if I'm making up this
1: I swear they never said anal they leakage. Did. No, they did. Where did I come up with that phrase? I didn't make up that phrase. No, it became known in news articles as something that could happen and of course people latched onto that phrasing.
0: No, the, it was in parentheses.
2: I mean, it's another name for a loose stool. Anal leakage.
1: I don't think it ever said anal leakage on the labels. She's
0: steaming. Hmm. She's steaming mad, folks. Hmm. I'm going to need to look further into this. (laughs) Where's that term coming from? That's coming from the
1: CSPI. Okay. Yeah. That's one of the things they said about Alestra. No, I get that
0: part. Do you? Yes. I've slumped down in my chair because I need to find out if it was called if it said anal leakage on the package. She's in full on research mode, folks.
1: It's not satisfying enough to know that they cause anal leakage. No, I
0: want the bag to say it caused anal leakage. It never
1: did. It never said that it caused anal leakage. It said abdominal cramping and loose stools
0: fine (laughs) why is your pride all wrapped up in anal leakage i don't know i just have a very clear memory of it saying that on the bag okay
2: it's the mandela effect
0: it is what's the mandela effect
2: it is when you have a memory of something that isn't actually real
1: yeah is it tied to nelson mandela it is
2: because everyone thought he died in prison
1: Oh, mm-hmm. no. So
2: that's why it's called the Mandela yeah. Effect.
1: Oh. Because yeah.
2: everyone's like, I swore he died in prison yeah. in South Africa. Kristen, do you think there was a movie in the 90s called Shazam starring Sinbad?
0: No. Yes, I do. It starred Shaquille O'Neal, didn't it?
2: Yeah. There is no movie in the 90s called Shazam starring Sinbad. Wow. But everyone thinks there was. Yeah.
1: Wow.
2: There was a movie called Kazam Shazam. with Shaq.
1: Yes. Oh, well. No, very different. Yeah, you're right. Damn it all to hell, this is my anal leakage.
2: (laughs) I I am fascinated by the Mandela Effect. If you'd like to talk more, please join me in the Discord.
1: That's just $5 a month to talk to Norman (laughs) about the 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 Mandela Mandela effect. Effect. A bargain at any price, I say. Eventually, wow chips... Quietly
0: farted themselves into oblivion. <laughs> I'm so sorry to have hijacked your episode with my focus. I was on gonna say anal leakage. That well, was... are you gonna keep looking at your screen, nope. or are you gonna? Nope. I'm closing it right now. I'm very sorry. I'm very upset right now. I can tell <laughs> you're so passionate about. I me. swear it existed, but it clearly didn't. No. Yeah. I'm telling you. No.
1: <sighs> okay. You know what I need to do? What? next time you're over I need to get a bag of chips and sharpie on there ain't a leakage I'm
0: not Donald Trump Kristen
1: (laughs) no it would make me Donald because I'm the one with the the sharpie Sharpie, and you're the American people not
0: buying it for
1: a bit so you know wow chips yeah went bye bye yeah which may sadden you tremendously because you're probably thinking well I'm a risk taker (laughs) I don't mind a little loose stool now and again. I'll eat those shit chips as long as I'm cutting calories. Yeah. Well, you'd be in luck. Because in 2003, the FDA removed their requirement that all foods made with Olestra come with a warning label. Why? Interesting question. And you'll get different answers depending on who you ask. So the FDA says that they removed... Their warning label, because it just wasn't super necessary anymore. Most people knew about olestra; They knew about the bad effects. But I would argue that we know the bad effects of smoking and that yeah, you still I have a label. Warning, yeah. um, they also said that the studies on olestra showed that they only caused a minor increase in bowel movement frequency. So hmm. you you put... You know, me in a room eating chips, you put you in a room eating the wow version of the chips, and you're only going to go poop a few more times than me, so what's
0: what's the big deal? You know what I would argue needs a warning on it? What? Those Fiber One granola bars. Have you ever had those puppies? Brandy, you know I've had
2: those puppies.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and you know what happened to me. It happened to me, too! Should we share? <laughs> Therapy well, session. My my best poop story I've already told on the podcast. <laughs> it's the Burger King bathroom episode. Go check it out.
0: So many tangents, but I have a my my go for it. My client Doreen, who we know and love, yes was, yes, had
2: a hey uh, shout out to Doreen.
0: Had a <laughs> comment about you bringing stuff into the car. Okay, and she said, Norman, it was just wildly just out of out of line for you to be upset with Kristen about that because oh. you knew when you married her that she had shit in a bag in her car so
2: <laughs> wait when was I upset?
1: <laughs> what Doreen is saying is how could you be mad that I brought in like a banana <laughs> oh bottle? because
2: you pooped in a <laughs> you bag
1: you pooped in yeah. a bag in a car so Doreen so, you have a, a point a glass of tea there. is like really the best case scenario
2: Doreen has a point she has a very, has very, good, a point. very
1: good point <laughs> she has a very good point no, so my story about Fiber One Bars. Yeah. So Norman used to get Fiber One Bars pretty mm-hmm. regularly, and I would eat them on occasion, and I, I could have sworn to you that they did not affect me at all. Looking yes. back now, what I realize is that I was probably always just near a bathroom, <laughs> and I just didn't put it all together anyway. One time, we were flying home from North Carolina to Kansas City to see my parents. And, of course, that is a weird-ass route, so no one takes it. So it's like, you transfer this, blah, 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 blah. Another fun fact about me, I hate to go to the bathroom on an airplane. Think it's disgusting? We'll avoid it at all costs. Mm -hmm. Okay, so on the way to the airport, I had a Fiber One bar. Again, because they don't affect me. We got to the airport. I had a large coffee from Starbucks. Which I might as well have had three bags of wow potato chips because (laughs) that entire flight, I was miserable. I could, I mean, shit was up to my eyeballs, (laughs) but I refused to go to the bathroom. And on top of that, I was very, very hungry. So I looked in my bag and all I had was another fiber Fiber one
2: (laughs) more.
0: Yeah, um, I ate them regularly, never had problems with them, thought they were the most delicious granola bar on the planet. Mm -hmm. And then one day I had two, (laughs) like one, and then I didn't have any, I was at the Salon and I'd been really busy. And so I ate one and then I don't know, I don't know what led to me eating a second one, like a short time later you were not thinking it was the only food that I had and so I was like oh I'll just eat another one of these real quick and I'll be fine I think I was supposed to like get off work and I ended up having to stay late or something like that and so I wasn't gonna make it and so (laughs) my stomach bloated up like I was seven months pregnant Uh I swear to you it was so painful Uh just (laughs) horrific (laughs) thankfully I was not on an airplane (laughs) I
2: remember you were sweating
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah,
1: I was. It's like
2: are you okay? And you like didn't want to tell me at first. Right, what because was going we were
1: on. we were freshly in love and I didn't want to confess to you that you poop <laughs> that yeah. I was about to explode and it, there would be no blood, there would be no bones, it would just
0: be poop.
2: <laughs> this is all I have left of Kristen.
1: <laughs> Did I eventually tell you?
2: Yeah. Okay. When we got off the plane. Okay. You were like Got to the bathroom real quick.
1: <laughs> How sweaty was I?
2: <laughs> I, mean, I thought you were sick.
0: You you were in a like, way I was. like you were
2: nervous about flying. But... <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay, so they removed the warning. They're like, uh, fuck this, everybody's cool. Everybody right. knows that this makes you your butthole That's leak. So that's the FDA's story yes. on why they removed it.
1: But the Center for Science and the Public Interest was like, no, you did this because lobbyists got to you. Yeah. You didn't drop the labeling requirement because Olestra is no big deal. You've received more than 20,000 complaints about Olestra. That's more complaints than you've received about any other food additive combined. Wow. Foods that are made with Olestra need a warning label. Meanwhile, our good friends, the ass blasters over at Frito-Lay, were like, hey, everybody. Hey, hey, hey. We've got a new line of chips. There are light line of mm-hmm. chips. Um, hey, they're definitely not just the Wow chips with D- new yeah, packaging. They're so different. Um,
0: they're so different. You'll shit your pants. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> you should all go out and enjoy them today, preferably near a toilet. <laughs> Once again, the people at the Center for Science and the Public Interest were so mad. Frito-Lay was at it again. And this time, they didn't even have to warn anybody what they were up to. But what could they do about it? They'd already complained to the press, they'd written strongly worded letters. Well, around this time, I'm so excited, the CSPI found out about a 30-year-old woman named Lori Perlow. She was from Braintree, Massachusetts, and about June fifteenth, two thousand five, she purchased a bag of Ruffles light cheddar potato chips. She ate them. She had no idea that they'd been made with olestra, and she said that if she'd known, she would not have purchased them,
2: mm-hmm.
1: because after she ate them, she had severe gas, cramps, and. An urgent need to go to the bathroom. Mm -hmm. She said, I remember learning about the effects of Alestra, so never in a million years would I have knowingly purchased potato chips that contain it. I was driving my car when the symptoms hit. Frankly, I feel lucky to have reached my destination in one piece. (gasps) Wow. I've never related to anyone more. Mm -hmm. So she and the CSPI teamed up together, and they looked at each other, and they said, Let's go to court! They said that Frito-Lay knowingly and intentionally failed to inform Lori of the side effects of Olestra, and that by changing the name of the Wow Chips to Light, they were being intentionally misleading about whether the Light Chips contained Olestra. Correct. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) This was deceptive. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. I completely agree. Because no one was buying those wow chips anymore. But if he says light, I just assume that you've cut back the calories yeah. somehow. I don't assume that you've you got a dry in, in there. You've got... I
0: don't... What? I don't know.
1: Did you want to say anal leakage again? I but just- got, I
0: censored myself. I think I've met the max. What's the max? I don't know. 15? I've said it at least 15 times. Probably surpassed that.
1: If they had disclosed the fact that Alestra was in their light chips, Lori would have never purchased them. CSPI's litigation director, which I didn't know that was a title you could have, but whatever, Steve Gardner said, It's bad enough that Frito-Lay still uses this discredited and dangerous chemical, one of the most infamous food additives in history. But by quietly changing the name of this product line and purposely de-emphasizing the presence of Alestra, Frito-Lay is really tricking consumers. And that deception is putting Americans at risk of some pretty unsettling side effects.
0: Unsettling is an understatement. Yes. In January of
1: 2006, they publicly notified Frito-Lay of their intent to sue. And the announcement, of course, made headlines because we got to talk about anal leakage again and what could be better. Right, But Frito-Lay spoke out. They said that they were complying with all federal laws and regulations. They saw no need to change the way their products were labeled. So everybody back off <laughs> and buy some more chips. Chips.
0: Get some more anal leakage. Yeah. Come on. That'll clean
1: you out real good. Yeah, it's really good for you. It's like a colon cleanse. hmm But in June of that year, Frito-Lay caved. Mm-hmm. As part of their settlement agreement, Frito-Lay agreed to prominently display an oval-shaped O'Lean logo on their
0: light ships. Have you seen this? I have seen yeah. this. Yeah. I was wondering if Oline was going to come up, because they like that's the brand name they like rebranded. Right, yeah. right. They're um, like, okay, we won't put Olestra on there, but...
1: Yeah, O'Lean is kind of like the little fancy name for Olestra. Olestra, yeah. So it says Oline in the little oval logo, along with like... It's not a tagline, but it says underneath it "made with olestra." Mm-hmm. So that little logo goes on the front, and there would also be a mention of olestra on the back of the package as well. Frito Lay also agreed to give the Harvard Medical School Division of Nutrition one hundred and fifty thousand dollars, which, I mean, Frito Lay had to find that like between the couch cushions. Exactly, I mean, nothing. Nothing. For them. After the settlement was announced, CSPI's executive director said. We're pleased that Frito Lay agreed to these modest changes, which are sufficient to avoid a lawsuit and will help consumers who know enough to avoid Alestra to do so. That this unsavory chemical was allowed to enter and remain in the food supply at all represents a serious mistake by the Food and Drug Administration. Wow. And that is the explosive story of Alestra.
0: That was excellent.
1: Thank you. It was kind of light on the court stuff, but no. I've wanted to cover it yeah. for like...
0: Yeah, since like our third episode. I really have. Yeah. I I just
1: think it's crazy yeah. that this was allowed, that this is still allowed. Uh, yes. In our food.
2: Yeah. Now, as a surprise, I have brought in... A bag of Wow potato (laughs) chips. (laughs) No, who's got the balls to eat these? (laughs) They don't make those anymore. No, I think you can.
0: I think I've seen the light potato chips in the grocery store. Yeah, I think the Pringles still exist. Pringle,
2: (laughs) I think Pringles are still around.
0: Yeah, and they're made with Alestra. but they have to have that label, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Well, are you ladies ready for some questions?
1: We are. So Norman, tell us what you've done here.
2: Every Wednesday when you guys record. I go into the Discord, and I ask your fine supporters if they'd like to ask you guys any questions. And I say the sillier the better, because silly questions are always the more entertaining. Yes. So mm. let's, let's answer a few of these, shall Yes, I? Okay, Please. let's do it. Okay. Shauna wants to know, if you could change the outcome of any case, what would the case be, and what would you make the final verdict?
1: Oh gosh. Oh my gosh. I feel like for me the answer could change depending on the minute. Right yes.
2: now.
1: Right now, the thing that is still on my mind is the Tyler Clemente suicide. Yeah. That we talked about I guess this would be last week. Justice was not served there. So Darun Ravi got twenty days <laughs> I mean he served twenty days yeah. in jail and that just that was not even close to justice. Yeah. So I think I said in the episode that I thought he deserved 5 years and listening to it back I was like no I think he deserved more for that. I don't know what the right answer was to well, that. It's not
2: 20 days. Yeah, yeah not definitely. not 20 <laughs> days.
1: But there are a million cases that I think Oh yeah. didn't same. go right
0: same. Um Oh gosh, I don't even know. The first one for me that comes to mind is um is Bonet, because like a grand mm. jury voted to indict and then yeah. it never happened. Although I don't think her parents are the ones that did it. Have we discussed our theory on here before? My theory? Have I ever Not discussed it? Not on here I don't, but I, don't I mean, I so. know your theory. Go yeah, ahead. So I, I 100% believe that her brother killed her mm-hmm. and that her parents covered it up so they wouldn't lose both children. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think somebody should have, paid for that. I don't know what the answer is though.
2: You guys ready for another question? Yeah. Yeah. My question is this is from Tyler. My question is for Brandy. What is the worst client experience you've <gasps> ever had Ooh. as a hairstylist? Ooh. I love these. Aside questions. from the balloon guy.
0: Oh my, um. yeah, I was going to say that guy
2: wasn't <laughs> a client, but that was terrible. So got to be somebody who sat in the chair and got his hair cut.
0: Um oh gosh. There's been so many weird ones. Okay, so there I, I'm going to give two quick ones. My favorite one, which was also like super weird, was like cut this guy's hair. This has been years and years and years ago. He sat down in my chair and he was like drinking a milkshake from Sonic. Like it was the first time he'd ever tasted a milkshake in his life. Oh, God. And just like really sucking on the straw. And so he sits down. I put his cape on and I'm like, so, you know, what are we doing today? And he's like, you know, like haircut. And I was like, OK, yeah. great. Yeah. Um, How do you usually get it cut? And I don't I don't really know. And I was like, okay, so when you typically get your haircut, do they usually use scissors or do you get clippers, you know, what do they, what do they usually do? And it's not super, like, most people know that, like, do they use a machine on the sides or is it just all scissor cut? Like, that's pretty easy to determine. Super common for someone not to know, like, the clipper guard that gets used, anything like that, not a big deal, I can figure all that out. But I'm like, just a starting point, do you get clippers or just scissors usually? This answer was the craziest answer I've ever gotten in my life. And it like I had to like physically keep myself from having an outward reaction. So I said, You know, you usually get clippers or or scissors, you know, what how do you usually get your hair cut? Um I don't know. I'm not from around here.
2: (laughs) What? (laughs) What? This guy It was an alien. He escaped, area was an alien. he escaped area 51 he escaped area
1: 51 and he had ch- to he
0: ch- cha- change mean? his identity
2: <laughs> do
0: they have scissors from where oh, you are sir? <laughs> um, and then i would say the first thing that comes to mind is my worst experience this is a story that i oh, have told yeah. you this I woman know. came in i had been doing her hair For months at this point, I'd done her hair several times, highlighted her hair many times. Right. She comes in one day, and it is she didn't have an appointment. Uh I had done her hair like a week prior. Mm -hmm. She comes in, and I can just tell that like she's in a mood. Like she comes in, she just opens the door to the salon aggressively, Uh and then. She's like holding her phone out. She has a friend on speaker phone with her. Oh and God. she has come into the salon to confront me. Oh my God. Because she just looked in the mirror and there are no highlights on the underneath portion of her hair. And so she says it like just like that to me. Yeah. And and I'm like, right, yeah, we've we've been doing a partial highlight, you know, that's I've always only highlighted the top and sides. You know, we've never done the underneath. And she's adamant. No, I always get a full. I have been paying you $70 to highlight my hair. And I was like, yeah, no, that's a partial. I've never put any highlights in the underneath of your hair. Let me let me show you. And so her friend is like, tell her what you told me. Tell her what you told me. And oh she's just my like, God her friend is like egging her on on this phone and her friend is calling me unprofessional and all this stuff, which I will say I'm very laid back on this podcast. I am super professional. Like when it comes to dealing with my clients. Yeah. And so she's pissed and I'm trying to explain to her that she's only ever gotten a partial. Every time I've done her hair, I've never put highlights on the underneath of her hair. And so I am talking to her and I'm like, you know, if you'll, if you'll, Give your friend a call back in a few minutes. Let me show you what I do. I'll walk you through it. I'll show you everything. And and she's like, her, her friend's like, she's just trying to get you off the phone with me. She's just trying to get you off the phone with me. And uh. I'm like, I promise you I'm not. I just want to have a conversation with you. Yeah. So that we can make sure that we're on the same page. And so she does. She gets off her phone. I have her sit down on my chair. I part her hair off and I show her these are the portions that I highlight every time. This part, you'll notice there's no highlight in it. Because I never highlight it. Like, if I had highlighted it a couple times ago, but didn't do it this time, you would have highlights, like, from the mid-shaft to the ends. There's no highlights there. She got so pissed. She, like, ripped her cape off that I would put on her. Uh She threw it on the ground. And then she about slipped on it, getting (laughs) up out of the chair. And she screamed at me that she had three thousand dollars in her in her purse and all she wanted me to do was fix her hair for christmas and i was refusing to do that and i was like what that's not at all what we (laughs) talked about and then she stormed out of the salon said she'd be telling everybody what a horrible stylist i am (laughs) i was like okay great thank you have a great day
2: Brandy ruins Christmas.
0: Why'd <laughs> you have to ruin her Christmas? I I didn't. Ru- I was, it was not my intention to ruin her Christmas at all. Well, the unfortunate thing is to get a full set of highlights with you is four thousand. That's right. So, so she was just shy. She Seventy dollars for a partial. <laughs> four thousand for a full.
2: For a full. <laughs> Ash, seems like a deal to just get a ton of partial. <laughs> If you had to do a podcast on some other topic, what would it be? This is from Gadriel.
1: Hmm. Hmm. God, that's hard because I really, I was thinking the other day how much I love the topic we, like yeah. our topic now, because I like to be able to do something really horrible and sad, but also super light and ass-glowy, yeah. like Olestra.
0: Yeah. Um... I really loved our Patreon episode, the unsolved <gasps> stuff. So I think yes. I, if I was going to pick a different topic, I think I might do unsolved, unsolved.
1: Yeah, that was really really fun. Yeah, uh, that's out now, by the
0: way. Yes,
1: um, we both did these crazy unsolved cases.
0: It was, it was super. Was, it was voted on by the patrons, and I. It was so fun. Loved it. It was super fun.
2: B Barcenas. Yeah, it's B Barcenas. B Barcenas. What are your guilty pleasure TV shows? I know, I think I know the answer to both of these.
1: Well, for me, it's obviously Dallas it Cowboys cheerleaders <laughs> making the team. I fucking love
2: that
0: show. <laughs> what do you think mine is? Family Feud. I do love the family. There's really anything on the Game Show Network? Actually, I'm kind of obsessed with this new game show on the Game Show Network. It's called America Says, and it's it's pretty awesome.
1: <laughs> I feel like. You need to go have this conversation at a nursing home to get
0: the nah. brown people who will actually know what you're talking I about. I love the Game Show Network. Yeah, that's definitely my guilty pleasure. Yeah, the Game Show Game Network.
2: Shows. Yeah, I cannot stand Dallas Cowboy Cheerleaders making this. I have.
0: I've literally, tried to watch it. First of all, it. it's cowboys because there's more than one of them. And how dare you? I've literally never seen an episode. I don't. Well, I didn't even know the show existed
2: until you talked about it. Well, you're missing. Everyone out. looks the same on that show. <laughs> no, they the, have brunettes too. <laughs> I was Yeah, blonde, long blonde hair. And the way they edit the show is I can't stand it. Mm. I cannot stand the editing.
1: What is wrong with the editing, sir?
2: Because when they dance... Uh Uh-huh. They edit in a music track over it, yeah, not no, that, the actual music track they use. And it's, it's a low-budget show. It's very show. distracting.
1: It's a low-budget show. Mm. They get the royalty-free music, although...
2: Uh, no, th- no they, use, they use legit music.
1: Oh, Well, in later seasons, yes. Yeah. But in early seasons, it was like... Na, 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 na. <laughs> <laughs>
2: like I don't know what this is. <laughs> Final question from J.M. Capesius. This is a good one. What is your go-to candy or snack for long road trips?
1: Ooh. ooh, I've got a weird one.
2: (gasps) What is it?
1: I like, and Norman knows this, I love, they're hard to find, but Twizzler
0: nibs. Not regular Twizzler. Okay, it uh, is Twizzlers. My car snack is Twizzlers. Uh huh. I love the nibs too. Yeah, Nibs it's not are like, very rare. It's they not are. like are overly sweet. Yeah. I love uh, Twizzlers. But they're just in all forms. I like the nibs. I like the originals. I like the pull and peels. I don't like the weird fruit ones with no. the junk in the middle. Disgusting. I don't want those ones. But the Twizzlers are my car snack.
1: You know what? I feel like this has been locked in since elementary school together. We've gone on so many road trips. And you know what? My mom loves licorice. So I bet you. Yeah. She.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's probably.
2: Listener homework. uh, Count the number of times anal leakage has been said in this podcast. And two, send us Twizzlers to the the P.O. Box. This is
0: how we cash in, huh? I have one. Before listener homework, I have one more tidbit that we need to talk about on the show. One more nib? One more nib. One more Twizzler nib. Okay. My mom texted me, mm-hmm. and is claiming responsibility for our friendship. Yes. Okay, you told me about this. I'm yes. so excited you're telling this on the podcast. So we talked about um, on a recent episode about us how something that we did in the fifth grade and like that was the year yeah. when we became friends and whatever. My mom texted me and she said, "Oh my gosh, I am responsible for your guys's friendship in a roundabout way." Yeah, I was like okay mom sure it couldn't just be that like we're both amazing and gravitated towards Mm. each other so i we became friends when we were in mrs francis's fifth grade class and um, i assume we were sat by each other because it was probably we were sat alphabetically right and so which for anyone who's like well no we both had last names that started with p yes so we
1: we were definitely right next to each other
0: so i was originally supposed to be in a different class So I was assigned, there was like one male teacher at our elementary Mm -hmm. school. My sister Casey had had him and my mom didn't, didn't love, she thought he was a great teacher, didn't love the, the social experience that my sister had in his class. And she thought it just wasn't the right environment for me. And so Uh she wanted me in a different class. She, so she called the school and they're like, sorry, we don't, we We don't don't do that. You get the class you get. And my mom, like, made a big stink about it, I guess. And somebody moved out of district. And when that person moved, they gave me their spot in Mrs. Francis's class. That is wild. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Yep. So, yeah,
1: that's, 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 how, we how, we, that's friends. how we became friends.
2: Shout out to Brandy's mom. That's
1: right. Yeah. Um, I should say. Just for that one lone male teacher, Kyla had him when, yeah. when
0: she was in fifth grade. Loved well, him. Well, and Casey yeah. Casey really liked him when she had him, too. Yeah. It's just um, some thing. I don't know. You know, moms, whatever. <laughs>
1: well,
0: you know how moms be.
1: Yeah, that's right. Arranging yeah. your life for you. <laughs> Finding your BFF. Finding your lifelong BFF. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks, Mom. Yeah, thank you. All right, should we do Supreme Court Inductions? Oh, yes. Do you know how to open? No, Yeah, I don't want to talk about it, Kristen. <laughs> Go ahead and get your phone out and you stop it. For this induction, I'd like you to all rise and grab your favorite bag of potato chips. Excellent. Kara Ryan. Stinking cute. Oh, we're doing least favorite words. Oh, God Lord. damn it. <laughs> For this round of inductions, we are still
0: sticking up with least favorite words, sticking with least favorite words. Kara Ryan. Stinking cute. Marissa Kolka. Anyways. Cindy Smith. Fester. Yeah. Ew. Ew. Yeah. That is bad. Brenda Futrell. Tits. Mm. I have to disagree. I like tits. I mean, <laughs> I, think, no, I, I, think I think a lot of people like tits. I Unpopular opinion, I like tits. <laughs> Allie Bromhead. Penetration. Oh, terrible word. Oh, oh. It gives me a feeling in my, like the, oh no. Like you've been penetrated? Oh, I knew you were going
1: to say that. Well, you were pointing to your throat. <laughs> what was I supposed to say? Amanda Baker. Hubby slash wife. That sounds bad.
2: Uh, hey, girl. She's hubby. I don't like hubby.
0: No, no one does. <laughs> <laughs> Jen Richter. Pussy. Ew, I don't like it either. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it the way I... you said it. What was I supposed oh, to say no! it? It's such a terrible
2: pussy. Ah,
0: it's such a terrible Welcome to the Supreme Court. Thank you guys for all of your support. Um, we appreciate it. If you're looking for other ways to support us, please find us on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Reddit, YouTube. All of those places. Head on over to our Patreon if you've not signed up for that. Patreon.com slash lgtc podcast, And then be sure to join us next week. And subscribe to us. Oh, hell, that's right.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And after you've subscribed to us, be sure to join us next week. When we'll be experts on two whole new topics. Podcast adjourned! And now for a note about our process. I read a bunch of stuff, then regurgitate it all back up in my very limited vocabulary.
0: And I copy and paste from the best sources on the web. And sometimes Wikipedia.
1: So we owe a huge thank you to the real experts. For this episode, I got my info from the Center for Science and the Public Interest, MedicineNet.com, The
0: Boston Globe, and Wikipedia. And I got my info from an article from the Houston Press by Steve McVicker called False Sense of Security, as well as an episode of I Survived. For a full list of our sources, visit lgtcpodcast.com. Any errors are of course ours, but please don't take
2: our word for it. Go read their stuff.